Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We're here to talk about the challenge, Battle for a New Champion, episode 16. And somehow we're on episode 16 of the season and things are still exciting. Things are getting better. We had another banger of an episode. Loved it. Uh, absolutely loved it. I think this solidified a lot of people's name for the show. Definitely made some people look very questionable. Really good episode, in my opinion. Yeah, people have been sleeping on this season because they just are bummed that their faves aren't here. You're missing out. This has been a great season, especially lately. The last few weeks especially have been the challenge on crack, and it's gotten me so excited. I, I completely threw away my original intro. I got my Vermontian co-host Zoe Tromboli. I got my Southern co-host Luke Muncy. They're lovely, but man, we're hyped up on the challenge. And also, like, I want to give a shout out to the people listening to this podcast because you guys have been showing us a lot of love lately, and it's meant a lot. Uh, we're having a fun time podcasting. You're having a fun time listening, hopefully. Episode 16, though. Banger of a game. We got daily challenges and eliminations with stakes, actual emotions, rivalries. Oof. Oof. So good. It's so good. I forgot that Battle for New Champion was the name. It's just 39 to me. But, like, I do really think this will be a season – years from now that I'll look back on and be like, that was pretty good. Like I, I could rewatch this and still be a little shook by some of the stuff because I think back to even episode one, it took a while for people to leave, but like the Jessica's the weird stuff with her, like Huey was on the season and we're at this point now where it feels like we're at this really big peak where what's going to happen. The suspense is there for me. So I'm really happy. Yeah. I, I feel really invested in this season i i feel like in past seasons like we've talked about this sometimes feel like a foregone conclusion and like it's hard to even get myself to care that much like i am not that emotionally affected i teared up for the second week in a row <laughs> during this episode like i'm in i'm and it hasn't been that way for a really long time i mean you compare it to last season where Benaz Anani, two 20-season cast members, made the final. Anissa and Jordan, Devin and Tori, people we just saw over and over again, just staples of the franchise, all made to the final, and the only surprise team was Horacio and Olivia. It just, again, it felt expected. It felt dragged out. This week, we just saw, I mean, big bodies fall and fall and fall. Didn't see it coming quite like this. Some parts, yes. Some parts, no roller coaster let's jump into it coming back from last week we lose zara rossio and kylan are coming back to the house uh they decide to play a little prank on the on the house where uh kylan's gonna come back in horacio is gonna wait 10 to 15 minutes and then they're gonna pull a prank like oh we actually both survived the elimination prank goes awry though because everyone loves horacio and we got people we got Olivia and Nerese specifically just bawling in tears. I I think some of the intent was to not let people know what the elimination really was. Um, I don't even know that it was going to be like a gotcha. It just was like, we want people to be confused. Um, but it definitely had, I think that's why we see Kylan and, and Nerese go off alone at one point i'm guessing that's when kylan clues her in on what's going on because yeah olivia just dissolves which is 
we will talk about that later. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, this whole season, she has been having these side conversations with people saying, Arasu does not have my back. He's he's not my ride or die, despite just being ride or dies on ride or dies. And you can definitely like see the remorse in her face. Like I should have trusted him this whole season because again, flashback from last week, he told Norris, save one of the girls. So in turn, Olivia was saved. Uh, I thought it was funny. They owed these people nothing. So why not do it? And I hope you're right, Zoe. I hope he did pull Norris aside and say, hey, play along with it, but he's still here. Don't get too upset. And he probably did. That's I, a question I have for him <laughs> because I, yeah, Norris is the only one I cared about in the moment. Olivia, I was like, you can be sad, like, whatever. You've been all over the place. And anybody else that was pretending to be sad is a fucking liar. Like, yeah. Kyle and Horacio are back, though, and the house is just kind of pissed because they're like, how are we, how are we ever going to get rid of these guys? They're both back as a force. This is just annoying. Um, we go to the Daily Challenge, though, and the Daily Challenge is actually a throwback Daily Challenge from Battle of the Sexes 1, um, which was, I mean, maybe before I was born. It wasn't before I was born. But it was a <laughs> long, long time ago. And I know this specifically because Ruthie from that season had, like, one of the all-time great Daily Challenge performances where she just repelled. So in this Daily Challenge, you, you, you do a repel down a rope, and you have to stop at a certain point as low as you can, um, and clip yourself on in the fastest time possible. If you fall, you DQ automatically. Ruthie did it in, like, a crazy fast time and won her entire female team, like, a bunch of Nissans. It was, it's a very cool moment in challenge history. Like, she was really good on that season. Um, most fans watching this will have no clue about that, but for the longtime fans who are still watching, cool daily challenge. Yeah, I know from our comments, we have some OG listeners around here, so they'll definitely remember. Some people might not even know who Ruthie is, which is sad. Um, but I loved this daily challenge, honestly, because I loved that we went back to our simple roots. It doesn't have to be super complicated. It uh, it could have been a little spicier, sure. There could have been like an added element that made it a little more complicated. But I'm all for anything that's like quick and dirty, really straightforward, like I, I know that people think sometimes these trucks and jumping across them and putting things on them is like so cool and for the production value of it like all these explosions for no reason I prefer challenges where people just do something and then there's a winner would I prefer if we saw their times absolutely mm-hmm. but here we are yeah I agree I like that it only lasted like 10 minutes on TV as well. It was great. It was straight to the point. And it is one where I, I don't feel like there was any type of rigory, I guess. But we don't see their times. They can edit it to make it look like X looks faster than Y. So I don't know. I, I liked the I liked the idea that if you dropped slower than the person who dropped faster than you, you were then DQ'd. It, it really eliminates any need to risk it after someone's dropped, which is what surprised me this entire time. Yeah, there were some people who ended up playing. As soon as James dropped in that first seat, everyone should have played it safe. I, Especially if you're not one of the people that needs to win, like Kylan Horacio. That's really the only people who are gunning for that win at this point. And then on the other side, Jay and whoever. Like, if you're not fighting for those top spots... 
then you should just chill. And honestly, even still, only Kylan and Horacio should because Jay is so padded on his side despite being an asshole. Sorry that I just said that in the first however many minutes. But I don't know. I, like, Arasu going first, I hated that for him. And he got really close to the bottom. I thought he was for sure going to possibly win. As soon as James fell, I was so happy because I thought this big lug would be gone, would just be purged out. But no, people didn't understand how this worked. Yeah, I was really optimistic we were going to be rid of that blockhead. He's just so boring. Yeah. Just a massive waste of space. Literally. I did enjoy the daily, though. Like Zoe said, it's one of those dailies where, like, just people go out and anyone can kind of do it. And it's, like, anyone could have won this daily challenge in theory, and that's what kind of, like, was awesome about Ruthie back in the day on those seasons where, like, she was 4'10", 90 pounds, and there was a legitimate argument that she was the best female competitor ever because she could just go out and do – at that point in time. Nowadays, yeah. like, like – I just once, no, no, once they introduced eliminations, she was done. But, like, back in the day when it was just that type of stuff, she was just so good at it. Um, and it was one of those moments where it would have been cool to see someone like a Norris pull out the win in this daily challenge. Um, they were also competing for fifteen a $15,000 Under Armour gift card, which the first words out of my mouth were, how do you spend $15,000 on Under Armour? Christmas. Every Christmas for the next 10 years, like, I'm just... I'm just Uncle Under Armour. I, that's everything. Every everyone just getting Under Armour swag every Christmas, every birthday. Truly, I mean, you have Under Armour for literally every season. Because I looked on their website, I was like, do they at least sell some kind of equipment? Like, is right. there like stuff you could buy? It's just apparel. There's only <laughs> apparel. Do they have a camper? Can I can I get a camper like Darrell? I was like, <laughs> uh, like a surfboard, weight sets, something. It's just apparel. In case anyone's oh. wondering. And not to be a hater, because I don't really care what people wear, but, like, I feel like Under Armour reached its peak popularity in, like, 2009 of, like, hey, look at my cool Under Armour sweatshirt. Absolutely, because that's when I was in high school, so right on the money there. Yeah. Actually, I'm willing just to say Under Armour stinks. I think it's a little too gray. I don't like the combos. <laughs> we, we don't want your sponsorship, Under Armour. I'm sorry. We just, Actually, you know what? We do. We do. Yeah. Hey, I do, I because... I wear Under Armour socks every day of my life. Oh, do you? I sure do. I'm always willing to try new base layers uh, on the mountain. So if somebody wants to send me some Under Armour swag, I will take it. We've, we've, take we've, it. Okay, we reverse. Two-thirds of this podcast is pro Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I outnumbered. I don't know that I'd take it over Burger King, though. Oh, I don't even go to Burger King, but if I got free Whoppers for life, I'd be on this podcast eating a Whopper every single time we recorded because <laughs> heck yeah. Like give me free food. I'm poor. Oh my God. But yeah, the winner gets that, which how funny would it be if the person who won the daily was never invited back for challenge season. And every single time they went to go purchase a new Under Armour outfit or shirt or put it on, they had to be like, wow, this is the sponsor of the show. I've never been invited back to. Fingers crossed. So we have three people who bomb this challenge and three people who do, do very well, essentially. Yeah, we'll talk about the people who did well first, um, which I will say this daily challenge was 
actually a bit tougher than we're leading on because Horacio and some other people's hands were really torn up even while wearing gloves, uh, rappelling down. Uh, Horacio did very well. Kylan did very well. Um, but the winner, it ended up being that asshole Jay. Uh, <laughs> because when he's not on a surfboard, he's rock climbing. So thanks for two challenges in a row that seemed to have been built for Jay production. You're on my I, show. Look. I was, I was like, these feel like rigged for Jay, but then I'm just like, Jay just lives a life that's conducive to the challenge, and it's why he's a good competitor. It's like, we like to, you know, we like to make fun of him, but he is a good competitor for a reason. I hate to say it when they announced him as the winner. I thought back to his trajectory this entire season, it raises the question, is he the best competitor this season? And I don't mean like just athletically, but all across the board. Oh, he has huge, like, he's a very solid competitor. He has huge um, weaknesses in an elimination, I think. I mean, anything physical, he is at a disadvantage. Um, But, yeah, he's not someone any of these people want to see in a final either. He's just so miserable and has such a terrible hairline that um, he's really easy to make fun of. I mean, you're not wrong. He's very good. He's just not as athletic as Horacio. He's not as, you know, book smart when it comes to puzzles as Ed and Kylan. He's very, very good, though. Like, I, I don't like when people call him, like, a layup because, like, he's Jay's solid. like – I'm willing to say, like, good to great even. Just He's just very beatable. That's the only thing. He's somebody – we've talked about this before with him, I know, last season, and especially Michelle this season, last season, Spaz Laz Allies. There are two people, if they make a final, they could win a final but their struggle is making that final because they lack that strength and that size that so many other people have. I mean, the inverse is a Corey where he has like, he's made a lot of finals, but doesn't really have the strengths to win a final. That's exactly Uh, what I was thinking of. I was like, if Jay won against Corey in a final, he would definitely beat him. I'm a Corey fan. He's, he's got it in him. (laughs) I like Corey too. I would want Corey to beat Jay, but I don't think he would. Yeah, I agree for sure. Big Corey fan, too. Big Corey fan as well. Good guy. Uh, <laughs> we had three people really struggle, though. As we mentioned, James was the first to go down. Corey went down a bit later, but I will say he went down quicker. Like, I think it was very clearly he went down, like, he just kind of gave up. Um, and then Ed got a little greedy. He got very greedy. He kind of wanted to get it as low as he could on the rope, maybe try and sneak a win during the daily. Um who was, Ed, who was Ed in the same heat as, though? Was he in the same heat as Kylan? He was. And so Kylan had already beat him? Well, I think he was assuming he would go down further than Kylan. But here's where he's such an idiot. You won last week, and it might not have been your mastermind plan, but regardless, your winning week, you kept all your people safe. That is all the leverage you need to say, hey, last week I did this for you. Can you please do it for me this week? And someone would have. And here's like knowing that you go home, you go home if you fall after someone else has fell. I would rather still be sent into elimination and have a one and three or two and three shot of coming back. It just doesn't make sense. It, I, he's, I think he took it for granted. I think he was feeling a little overconfident 
it was just stupid. It, and it was, it was just so boneheaded. I can't, for someone that was sitting in such a good position in some ways, I do think that he was going to start getting a lot of heat soon, but I mean, for the time being, he's in a good spot and just to throw it away. Cause you're, it was just stupid. Well, and I'm not jumping ahead by saying this, but if the eliminations continue to be what they are, he's so intelligent, he could outlast them. In case you haven't gathered by now, Ed is the one that's purged, by the way, we're so up in arms about this. I really felt like Ed was going to win this season. There's a clear path for it. And you know he has to be kicking himself going, I probably could have done that too had I not just pressed that lever one more time. Honestly, and this this is what kind of sold me on. I just don't care about Ed as a competitor coming back, even if, as we all talk about how good he is. He had no affect after that. I wanted to see the Ed that was at least a competitive person internally who got pissed off at himself. Like, I wanted to see some emotion. Like, you can have, you can have sportsmanship and grace and still be pissed off. Because you're not going to be spewing hatred at the people around you, but have some emotion because you just blew this for yourself. Like you're, and you're that much of a wet rag. You're so dull that you can't even have a reaction. I agree. It's, it's especially frustrating because this might be his last challenge season ever now. Based, I mean, based on the fact he wasn't a big character, this probably was, it was his best chance to win easily. It's true. I mean, we say that, and then also season 41, it could just be horrific. But you're right. These people can't really bank on getting another shot, and he did nothing to merit another shot. So it's just sad to see. Although, I am happy this opens the door for somebody else to win the season. Yeah. Uh, Olivia had said something about it being karma for crossing her, which I thought was really interesting, because I don't know that there's, like, a dynamic there. But, um... He had meant he was like gloating about getting rid of Zara and potentially Horacio at the beginning of the episode, one of his confessionals. So I was thinking of that moment when he was walking off. So it's like, bitch, bye. See ya. I mean, literally, might be gone forever. Goodbye, Ed. Unless we season 41 is Battle of the Bland, we probably won't see him. Well, him and Mariah will make a great pair. <laughs> Sorry, I like Mariah, but God, I I'm turning, I'm turning a bit. These last few weeks have been especially rough. Well, we're gonna talk about why I don't like her later, but let me not jump ahead. Again, though, I will say, what a world we live in, where the guy who I think has been the biggest threat in the game, like, is now just out, is now just completely out of it. These are high-stakes daily challenge challenges. Anyone can it, win this season. It's 100% his fault. That's yeah. like, I felt for Raven because she got put in a shitty position for something she didn't couldn't really do very well. He did this to himself. And so, like, these purges suck, but I don't feel bad for Ed in this instance. I wouldn't feel bad if it were something he couldn't have helped either. <laughs> so, Bye. I don't, I don't feel bad at all. I'm just glad that, like, anything can kind of happen in this game. I love a I love a game where, like, you actually have to watch with intent and care at all times. Uh, we move on from the daily challenge. Jay has the win, and so Jay has the power. And he's just kind of, I mean, 
typical Jay weirdoness where he's trying to control everything at the same time, whenever anyone questions like what his, what his game motives are, he says, well, I'm only one vote. Oh, I'm only doing this. Hypocrisy. He is such a fucking politician in the worst way, talking out of both sides of his mouth. Well, they're at the point where, like, you you can take a stand and say, hey, you three are the bottom of my list. You are. Because regardless, they're going into the elimination. And if the bottom of that is Berna, Colleen, and Corey Lay, who have not proven themselves to do anything, just outwardly say that. I think Michelle even says to him, which I don't like how he's been speaking to Michelle, crazy, like crazy. But she says, like, I think it would do a lot to have – Arasio and Kylan say they would probably value that and look out for you. Now, game-wise, you wouldn't want to send them down every single time because they're really good. But like longevity, they're also possibly going to win these eliminations and come back and could beat you in dailies. Like he's not weighing all these options. And to put the brunt of it on Michelle, it just pisses me off. And every time he says something, it's like counterpointed so quickly. And then he contradicts himself and he's just jumping down the throat of the next person like michelle is getting tired of this and i'm glad that she's starting to stand up for herself because it's just absurd what like you said i this is how i want it to go i'm in control i have the votes and then the next second later being like well i only have the first vote what you guys do after that is up to you it's like Him being a baby and throwing down his journal and be like, every single list, somebody goes in that I like. It's like, not really. Not really. You only like yourself. And even then, nobody else likes that person, which is yourself. I don't think he likes that person that much. At at one point, he literally, like, when Michelle brought up a good point, he just goes red herring. And he blames her. Well, because of you, uh, it was chaos. And CT could have picked me and sent me home. And it's like, Michelle won that daily challenge. She had no vote in the house vote even at that point. You're just making shit up. You're just trying to misdirect her. You're trying to manipulate. You're just trying. He's, he's, he's an asshole. Just plain and simple. And he didn't. He didn't go against CT. He was like saying he's in the sand. He was never in the sand. Right. And it, like for him to keep putting blame on the girls for that vote is insane I, I we can harp on jay for 15 minutes every week i just i'm over it here's what i do want to harp on and if I, this is out of place alan tell me to shut up but during these conversations the question is raised why is james being protected okay I th- it's an arise that asked that question i believe and she's in the room with olivia michelle and mariah like why are we saving him over us, people we have known for a long time? And this is where I'm really – and I'm sure this is what you meant too, Alan, where I'm not starting to like Mariah. She's like, well, I would be mad. I would be mad if you did that. And it's like, where's your allegiance? Zoe's been saying girls, 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 girl a lot recently. She's not a girls, girl. This man lives in the UK. When this show's over, you are going to live across an ocean. These are people you have known for maybe just six months longer, but like you've actually interacted with half a possibility of seeing you're sacrificing your game for a man. And it's weird. If Jay had stayed on the side that he Olivia and Nerissa are against me now, 
I'm not trying to protect them. They've turned on me. I actually, it would have made more sense to me, Mariah's like diatribe about being pissed that she and James are being put in this position. But since Jay is trying to tell Narice and Olivia, he wants to protect them. It's just out of his hands that, so since he's saying that, Narice and Olivia absolutely deserve protection over James. And Michelle angrily points out later that, like, Mariah, if you weren't here, he would be the first one down there. So basically shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, and Mariah does shut up because she has nothing to say. Upswing for Michelle, I think, recently. Genuinely. And I'm a Michelle fan anyways, but, like, last week, her setting Jay in his place. Same thing this week and then this to Mariah. It's like... That's how you know Michelle has such a good like pulse on the game. She knows who she can say certain things to. She knows when she can say things when she's not in jeopardy. Mariah just is not a gamer. She is not – well, she is. She plays video games, but she's not good at these social games. I don't know. It just is frustrating. And it's so – I understand logistics, how the game works, so please don't try to tell me like in the comments, like, it's not smart for the game. I get it. I'm just being biased right now. I don't want to see Berna or Manuel or Colleen anymore. Why do we have allegiance to them when they've not really done anything? And I'm really – there was a moment where Michelle said in all this that she's like, I'm having trouble because do I give up my bestie, my other friend, my sanity? And it flashed to Berna. And I was like, who in their right mind – well, someone's being funny, and I give them props for that. But I don't get the allegiance to these people who are doing nothing for the alliance or the show. And I get that's why they're being kept around, because they're just there. But I hate it. It's too late in the game for just their people. And if I'm unbiased, it's the perfect time, because you're, they're going to lose to you in a final. So I don't know. In all this mess, if Jay just conducted himself differently, there would kind of be no issue. He just said, objectively, Horacio and Kylan are the biggest threats. There's no ill will for them as humans. I'm throwing them in because they will beat our asses. And also we're keeping James because he cannot run a mile. We are keeping Berna because she cannot read. We are keeping Colleen because she cannot get the top shelf of a book. Like, a t- you know. I agree. And you say, Nerys, we love you, but you have gotten really close to these two guys. And you're really good. She could probably sum it that much better than... We're really trying, honey. We're really trying, sweetie. It's just, like, so demeaning to, like, tell someone something that's that's not true. Like, just tell them the truth. Which is why Nerissa's affect was seriously changed in this episode, because she was sick of the runaround. Yeah. Yep. To be frank, I was mostly shocked that Olivia and Nerissa were such a big part of their conversation throughout the episode, because I was just of the assumption that it would just be the four of them at the end, no conversation, just a call-out list. Um, it's not what happened, though. Uh, do you want to jump into the call-out list or the, the, the safety line? Yeah. So, Jay saves Michelle. Um, Michelle proceeds to save Olivia, which comes out of nowhere because we thought there was a good chance it would be Olivia, Kyland, and Horacio in elimination. Um that's where things get interesting. Oh, God. So from the jump, Olivia was saved from elimination. 
only because Nerese saved her last week. Nerese very easily could have said, Horacio, I'm saving you. Olivia, best of luck. Love you. I've known all these things that have been said to me. I don't know if they're true, but I'd rather save the person I know is a constant in my life right now. Sure, that might have pissed off Michelle and Jay, who were the two people before her, but Olivia's reality otherwise is going into elimination. So why not save three people who are strong by picking Norris to save herself next week and just blame it on Michelle? Say, well, guys, y'all trusted Michelle and she chose me over you. Where does she where does she stand with you? I also want to flash back to the beginning of this episode where Olivia is sobbing. Hysterics. How she should have trusted Horacio. He's always had her back. And she will never forgive herself. And he gets back and she's crying to him and he's consoling her and saying, no, you're safe. We're all safe. This is what we wanted to happen. Like, it wouldn't change anything. Let's flash back to yesterday. This shady bitch did not even hesitate for a second. She, her butt sat on that couch and she basically turned and said, okay, Mariah, come join me. And honest to God, I love everything that happened afterwards. I don't love what happened, but I love the reactions afterwards. Even okay. TJ. Yeah. That's no, a, great TV. Let's talk about that, Luke. What TJ broke mean? the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. I forgot what he said, so you say it. Sorry. No, it, it's it's one of those things where, like, TJ Lavin has become, like, we shit on TJ because I think he has a very skewed view of the game. He obviously, like, doesn't really get the politics sometimes. This moment, though, he's like, she just saved you yesterday. What's going on here? Like, TJ loves Horacio and Reese Kylan. He was so disappointed by Olivia's move. And, like, he got personal in that moment. I, that's what I thought. And it was like, he was the viewers in that moment. It, it, TJ doesn't like getting involved in this kind of stuff e- either. Like, it's not what he goes on the challenge to participate in. Like, he doesn't like that element of the game. So for him to be so offended by what happened is saying a lot i'm offended to be honest because that like i keep up with spoilers and i even said last week like when's the rift gonna happen between olivia and maurice right here i would be so offended and this is not even a smart game move i already just said it so i won't repeat myself but olivia had a better chance saving Norris, who would then save kyle and Horacio for weeks to come because guess what after some of them leave, you're at the bottom again. Well, and for someone that's like Tori dealing in all of her confessionals and like trying to play this narrator role and have all these big reactions to stuff and seemingly wants to be a character, this was your moment, sweetheart. Like, this was your moment to be like, like I know what I just told you guys 10 minutes ago, but now I'm looking at my best friend and I could never do this to her. Like, oh, the fans would have just ate that shit up. And don't you think, I mean, the episode just ended when we post this, but did, wasn't your gut reaction was, oh, it's going to be bad for her? Oh, like, it's going to be bad for her. Even people who don't like Norris, I think are going to be like, whoa, that was not a great move. And what I didn't like either is when Norris was like, what what the heck? I watched it back a couple of times just to make sure I'm not making an assumption here. Olivia was almost irritated that Norris was upset. What did you expect? And honestly, it's not even just Norris who should be upset. It should be Horacio, too. Horacio put himself on the line last week, too, so you would be safe. If you look at his face, if you watch that back, he was hurt. Like, he was actually – he doesn't react a lot, and he's never going to be someone that's going to pop off on a woman because 
he is an actual man, but he was he was really pissed and he had every right to be. There's an old Simpsons joke where it's like, look, we, if we if we pause the TV here, you can pinpoint the moment his heart breaks. And that was Horacio's face. It looked like he ate the most sour thing ever. It was like a, tor- a terrible moment. And Luke, later on in the episode, like in that moment, in that little couch scene, Olivia's not even looking at Narice because she knows what she did. Like she's just a mess. And this this could have been her Veronica moment, like you're saying. Like she could have made the move, been an icon, saved her alliance. They could have pulled off an epic comeback for the next few weeks to come and and really became an icon. Instead, she turtled. And I think the worst part is you got people like Colleen and Corey clowning you in confessionals. Colleen and Corey? Yeah, thought the same thing. Colleen who doesn't get confessionals. And Corey, who's just kind of there at this point, and not, that's not even being a hater. He's been nowhere. Not a good look. Colleen, and, uh, the, for Colleen to take the words out of my mouth is really astounding. But, like, when she says, who needs enemies when you have friends like Olivia? Like, phew, nailed it. That's really what yeah. it is. And I like that Narice too, said, like, when you watch this back, you are going to feel so stupid. Because the episode that Narice heard from her brother about Olivia, she was upset. We had a little hostile moment in the kitchen. But she said many times, I'm choosing to move forward. Just last week, I believe, or might have been the week before, but regardless, close, they were on that boat expressing how they're actual best friends in real life. You are my number one. You're my person. It's shameful. Like, I hope that she's ashamed of herself, truly. I do too. And I think she's going to get lots of backlash, tweet something cryptic like, if you only knew, and then knock it on Twitter for six days until the next episode. And that's why I also have a problem with Olivia, because if you're going to be this bad decision maker, own it. If you're going to say that there was something behind the scenes, say it. Because otherwise, we don't get that as viewers, and we're just left to think that you're a bad friend and a, an idiot. I want to know how they got to do Horacio to do all those promo videos with her. That's because he's just such a fucking golden retriever. And like, even funnier when you realize or remember that Narice was there the entire time with them. Right there. I just interviewed Horacio. He said he's only talked to Olivia one time since the season stopped. Um, so I guess they're doing those interviews and they're not even talking to each other after the fact. Like that's. That's how tepid things are uh, between them. And, yeah, she sold some people who would have actually been there for her at all times down a river. She sold her soul to an asshole in Jay. And I want to say, too, I, I know I'm, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, but I'm not on the show, so call me hypocrite. If you're thinking about longevity of this show, who's most likely to be called back for perhaps a season 40? Those three people are sitting right there. Like, you see that? I just I'm sorry to have backtracked just a second, but like I don't understand Olivia's rationale at all when Michelle's the perfect scapegoat and Mariah would just Mariah would have been saved anyways. I just I can't take it. I think uh, she was talking a big game about or she was she was feeling insecure about how Horacio dragged her along to the final last season. Everyone's like gassing her up, saying that, no, it's you're the reason that he got there. I think this episode proved that Horacio was the reason they got to that final last year. It had nothing to do with Olivia because look how quickly she implodes when she's left to her own devices. Mm-hmm. 
She's the one who let Nelson nominate her twice for elimination when they were hooking up. That's like, oh, it's better for both our games. Like, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this, though. Like, great move for Michelle because I think all her little cronies, like uh, Berna and Emmanuel and Corey, who will actually save her, all came out safe out of this moment. I don't know if it's the best move for Jay, but it, I mean, it's a good move for Jay, but it's like it's, it's a great move for Michelle. Here's what's um, not a good move for Jay. Because he should have just kept his mouth shut. He said, Narisa, I wanted to save you. That relationship's already severed. And what does that tell the last three people on the couch who deservedly reacted? And TJ jumped in again, saying, oh, who was, so who would it have been? And he was like, well, Corey's supposed to save her. And then it's, well, who was supposed to save Corey? And, like, just, like, down the line, it's, he's, he is just showing his whole ass. Again, Colleen is like, well, you didn't talk to me. Again, how, how are you letting Colleen get one over? If you get, let Colleen get one over on you, that's, like, one of the biggest L's you can take in the season. Um, yeah. Funny, though, um, amongst these reactions, um, Kylan asked, like, oh, well, who was, who was supposed to do it? Just as, like, a way to stir the pot and have some fun. Because Kylan's been having a lot of fun. And Berna's like, we don't always have to talk game or whatever Berna says. And Nerys is like, I'm so done with this girl. She curses her out, literally gags her, like literally mouth the jar. Um, Don't make me rock right over there and pop you right in the mouth, you stupid ass bitch. Oh my gosh. Honestly, yeah. Uh, and y'all know I'm a big fan of Berna, but <laughs> she just like I think because she is so volatile, and I and I hope no one says, oh well, she's not from here like that. No, she's volatile. That's Regardless of culture, she's volatile. She gets to say a lot of these things, and people just kind of cower down or, like, react right away and then realize this is not the beast I want to take on. Narice doesn't care. What do I care? What do I care? And if you're Narice, if you are Narice, her saying I'll walk or rock right over there and pop you right in the mouth, she really could have because she probably thought she'd be eliminated anyways. What she said. So, I mean – I love to see that long gone are the days of Narice's anger management, that we're getting a dose of the Narice we love back. Because she, this is what we want from her. That she is, she is a pop-off queen of sorts. And Berna's oh, sure. had it coming. Berna deserves it. These people are so patient with her. They treat her like a seven-year-old child that they have to tiptoe around and walk on eggshells with and treat with kid gloves. And most of our cast throughout this episode is over it with Berna. And can we touch back on Berna-isms throughout this? Do I start with Kylan? I would love to. Kylan being back, obviously upset because is putting on the guys that he's lost two of his closest allies, is confiding in Reese. Berna inserts herself, oh, this is so sad. This is so sad. And Kylan says, well, if it's sad, you wouldn't have done it, which is so true. Like, how can you harm me and then be, say it's sad to see me like this? She just kept going, going, going. And this is where I'm going to give more props to Michelle. She po- she walks in and says, I don't even know what this is, but let's stop. Nice way to keep both sides happy. Me talking about Berna is going to turn into me talking badly about Jay. Jay says, you are arguing with nothing and puts his hand up in Colin's face. Let me tell you something. There are undertones, and I hate to even make that leap, but there are undertones in that. And seeing who – I hate to even make this leap. I really do. So I really do. 
But the people he chooses to speak crazy to, you'll notice some similarities. I'll just say that. And calling someone nothing, like nothing, is more than just game. Like, you're speaking to someone who's against us. Fair. I, I just had such a bad taste in my mouth about that. Really bad, I think, actually. I think Jay resorts to low blows pretty quickly. And I know in the scheme of reality TV, that's not that big of a deal. Um, I think Kylan is under his skin and has been working to get there. I think he's so bothered by Kylan, especially because Kylan does the thing when he's arguing with you where he laughs at you. And for a guy like Jay... That is not comfortable. And that's what Kylan had been doing to Berna. It's like laughing in her face because she's so annoying and so ridiculous. And he tells her to be quiet. She tells him to shut up. He says, don't tell me to shut up. And then she says, well, I I told you to shut up because I'm not as nice to you. And he's like, yeah, we know. All of us know you're not nice. And (laughs) she was a little triggered by that because she's like, who, who? And he's like, everyone, everyone talks about how you're not nice because you're not nice. You're abrasive. You're rude. You talk over people. You can't, you can never listen in a conversation. And this is not a, I'm, this is not because English is her second language. Cause you have Colleen sitting right next to her who also has English as her second language. This is just Berna with a shit personality. Yeah. Uh, to add to this really quickly, I watched CT's Home Turf, which is on YouTube that you can watch. And there is a section where he talks about his partnership with Berna and how he thought he could have won with her. And then he realized she just stirred up the drama and he had to get rid of her quickly and he would never stick his neck out on the line for her. I mean, coming from CT, this is Berna. There's another, another, another Berna-ism in this episode at the club. If somebody wants to talk about that. Alan. Yeah, um, Berna comes up with like her little political plan, pitches it to Jay. Um, Michelle comes into the situation. They start talking about it, and Michelle like quickly dismisses it, um, or, or like rationally, like I think I think politely dismisses it. And she's like, "Why is she so angry? Why is she so angry with me? She's so aggressive." Well, he, here's the thing: it was Michelle and Jay talking at first, and Jay running something by that Michelle was like, "No." Berna pops up because she's got nothing better to do and is having this big drawn out conversation. Oh, Michelle, it's so good that you're here. We were just talking about you and then tried to explain politics to Michelle, who has been running this game front to back, back to front, up and down. She knows what she's doing. And for Berna, of all people, to try to tell you, no, please don't do that. She just has no perception of who she is as a human, despite me really liking her. Uh self-awareness is one of like the most important qualities to me and a human being and people I want to be around so when I see someone on tv that has literally zero self-awareness sometimes it makes for good tv right like, and there were definitely moments earlier in the season where I was amused by it but I empathize with the people who have to be near it also yeah because there's no escape 16. Episode 16. Like, this has been a long fucking time they've had to deal with this. And, like, we're talking about James and Mariah earlier. Michelle is the reason Berna is still in this game. And then Berna's like, she's so aggressive. Why is she so mean? Why is she so, like, why is she, like, pointing out every flaw in Michelle um, while not being any awareness of herself, like Zoe's saying? 
Berna was also putting her in the same camp as Kyland and Horacio. Or, like, who, no, she said Kyland was gunning for her and Jay and Emmanuel. And I was like, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. No one is gunning for you, Berna. They just don't like you. And the fact that they're not, I get that it's because Michelle, but like, they could totally make a list where at the end they're like, oh, shoot, Berna. Totally slipped our minds. We forgot you were here. Yeah. Gosh. No, you, you cannot forget she's here, though. Like, that's the worst part. You just but can't could, forget. She, yeah. You could tell her that and she'd believe it. Yeah, that's true. And here's what I don't like either. And I'm going to jump back to it, but I just thought of it. We get a moment with her talking to Manuel about how she has a bad relationship with her mother. I cannot stand grown 30-somethings, genuinely, who lash out on someone and then say, but my childhood was so rough. There are resources out there. And I understand for a lot of people, they're not accessible. For someone who's been on multiple iterations of reality TV in separate countries, you could go to therapy. And that is, even if you hadn't, that is still not an excuse to lash out on someone and to act the way that you do. There are just people in the world that when they get in the tiniest bit of conflict, they need to then make themselves a victim to everyone around them. And this was her dealing with what Kylan had told her, which is people don't like you because you're annoying and you're rude. And her giving us a pity, like a pity party, her sob story of why we should feel bad for her. And I couldn't have cared less. I'm sorry if that's cold hearted. I just don't care. We all have mommy issues. We all have daddy issues, okay? Like, I just don't care. Yeah. And it just, like, it seems opportune. I'm I'm consistently amazed at the hoops she jumps through to play victim at times. Like, she's... She's an acrobat. Yeah. It's what she does. Love her. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, her and Reese kind of get into it which I thought was just beauty, like it's everything I needed. And then what's next? The elimination? Let's, let's talk a little bit about Olivia and Norris, though, after the vote as well. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, You know, um, Olivia, I mean, Olivia says, like, oh, should I say something to her? And Kylan's like, what are you going to say? Like, what are you even going to do? Like, you just lied to us. You just did. You just, I mean, you stabbed us in the front and the back everywhere. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to, I think he phrased it per- perfectly. You're going to say, like, oh, like. You're, you're a liar and your word is shit or you're stupid. So which one is it? <sighs> I can't believe Norris even sat down with her, honestly. Uh, that That's the anger management kicking back in, the fact that she was able to sit down and talk to her and not be screaming at her from across the table. Norris reveals the thing where her like, oh yeah, my brother was telling me that people have told me stuff, that you said this, and Olivia has a confessional like, so she's been waiting for me to fail this entire season. No, she was hoping you didn't fail the entire season. She was hoping that her her friendship was real and that she's like an actual ride or die. Yeah, and she said that's a terrible spot to put someone in. You just put her in elimination. And yeah, you're exactly right. Narice wasn't waiting for the ball to drop. There was the desire that her brother was misled or told something wrong. He was giving her the benefit of the doubt. She didn't have right. a lot of information from her brother. It was a lot of, like, saying nothing without having a lot of anything to back it up. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to wait until there's something to back it up that I can't trust her. 
She can't trust her. Yeah. Olivia also at one point tried to use the excuse that, oh, Nari said she wants to quit the game, et cetera, et cetera. She wants to roll over already. Like, Luke has a two-time challenge champion he loves who threatened to quit both seasons she won. And she has quit other seasons before. Uh, like, <laughs> And here's the thing that stuck wrong with me about that. When she wanted to quit, you encouraged her to stay. This game can't be over for us. Do this for me. You'd be letting me down. She's crying. Like, she, I am astounded that someone could be seemingly so heartfelt and genuine in those comments to Nerese and then just flip on her on a dime. And for her to be, like, so apologetic just five minutes after it happened, you can't be. I'm sorry. It's not possible. You did it. For her to go to Kylan and and try to confide in him, like, do you think Norris is going to be mad? When if she had picked Norris, Kylan would be safe. And Olivia's had confessionals where she, I guess I'm on their side now. I get like, it just is weird. And I don't get it. We even get the flashbacks of her talking to Michelle being like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you girls. Like, I, it's fine. It's for me, whatever, which I can't fault a for me decision, but this was a bad for me decision. It doesn't well, make sense. And she didn't even say that to Norris. Like, she didn't even right. say, like, you, I had to make a decision to jump off this ship because I was going down and I hate myself for it. It was like, just, I'm sorry. And like, nothing, like, no reasoning, no whatever. It was just, please forgive me. And I think Norris still would have been pissed. She still would have been angry, but if you again had just owned, they came to me before before the deliberation. This is what they said. This is what I said I'd do. I don't feel good about it, but I have to think about myself because I'm not that great of a competitor, and I need to get to the end by having allies. But alas, she just says sorry. I, I'm I'm pretty grossed out by it. Well, I can't say that I'd like dirty moves, but it just it's very hard to see because I was wanting to root for them as a foursome. Like, hey, you guys could ride this out to the end. You're strong in your own rights in several different ways. But I feel like this and we'll talk more about this in a second. This kind of puts a damper on the season. What happens afterwards? Man, it would have just been such a triumphant moment for her to save Narice. It would have been really impressive. It's such a fall from grace for me. It's just, it's such a cowardly move. And like, I thought she was the MVP of Ride or Dies. Like, I thought she was probably the best person on that season in terms of like what they brought overall to the season. Um, And then to do this, just become a minor character without any storylines, except judging your friends. And when you had the opportunity to actually be there for them, you just wimp out and go with these people who don't even have your back and you don't really have a great shot at winning either. Like, it's, Frustrating. That's all I got on her. Can't talk right anymore. It'll make me irritated. Elimination time. Same as last week. It's a you know mini final exile three way elimination. Horacio versus Kyland versus Norris. Uh, people are dismissing Norris before this elimination even began, including Berna's lame ass. Um, <laughs> mm. 
I knew if that if this elimination this week was anything like last week's elimination, that Nuri's had a really good shot of doing very well. And prior to the elimination starting, TJ gives us the terrible news that it's not one person going home, but two. Damn, that's... It also just changed things up because there could have been the possibility of Horacio and Norris maybe teaming up in this elimination. Um, nope, it's everyone for themselves. Um, also, I love Norris, but I love TJ blowing the horn. And it's like, oh, I'm excited to see Norris go to the toe with them. And then she's just watching them parkour through the course. And she's like, what the hell is going on here? And she's like immediately 100 feet behind them. I was watching it with my boyfriend. He starts laughing at her because she has to like hop up over and slide over. I was like, she's a little girl. They're giant men who literally just work out 18 hours a day. Like give her a break. That's what she has to do to get over it. She wasn't doing badly at all. They just, they look like Superman compared to her. It was like, I was like, ah. Luckily though. Puzzles. Are puzzles. Puzzles. Always the great equalizer. And we've got three of them. Not only that, we have, I would say, one of the hardest puzzles I've ever seen in this show's history, where it was a tangram puzzle, where it wasn't you had to fit them into uh, like a like a pre-designed thing. You had to like basically freehand draw the pieces to match an object in a way that like it added an extra dimension of difficulty uh, to this elimination that like really made it difficult for Kylan and Horacio. Two smart guys were just having a real, like, massive trouble with it. They were just stuck there forever. Yeah. I don't remember it. I'm blinking, so I'm so sorry. But that shows that my brain just wasn't even processing what it was. It was it, a they do like a, puzzle of a duck. Was it like one of a duck? Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. then. Yeah. It was like, it was actually, yeah, it was like kind of like an origami-ish design, too, where it was like to the left, to the right, like, Kylan was actually really close at the beginning. I thought he was right, but it was like you had to slightly do it in just the right positions. It was really hard. Um, the, boys I interviewed- the boys go towards the Tangram puzzle. Nerys goes to a different puzzle, which is just a bunch of chain links that the total of the links have to add up to 39. So you have to pair them together. And both the, all the sums for all the links have to be 39. I was so proud of her for going off on her own also. I just, she was, she was, they were all, I was really impressed by all of them, all committing to doing their best and no one helping anyone because they knew only one person comes back, but they were all friends who love each other too. Mm-hmm. So I love that she didn't follow the boys and she went and did a puzzle on her own first. Yeah. And I think it was smart too, because had she had done that and gotten behind on any of them, I think her morale would have been shot. But instead... instead she takes a 1-0 lead, goes to the tangram that they're struggling on. Uh, Horacio literally is like, I'm about to fall behind 2-0. I'm going to go just try a different puzzle. Kylan's like, I'm just staying to commit to this because I'm not going to fall behind both of you in different points. I'm just going to try my best till I solve this. By the time she's she's up 2-0 at one point, and it eventually becomes 2-1, uh, 2-2, and there's a third puzzle where – less of a puzzle, more of a balance competition – where you have to, survivor. Yeah. Um, we had to stack some pieces and lift it up, which I think like, I don't think Norris was struggling on that from a puzzle perspective. I think she was just struggling on that from a upper body perspective. And leverage. Yeah. 
Francisco cranked through it. That was the second flag that he got. And I think when you're taller, it's easier to keep something steady and as you're pulling it up versus when you're pulling it up to like your own chin. Like it was just harder yeah. for her. There was a little bit of panic that started to set in too after like the fifth time she dropped it. And I love that she said in the moment, she's like, I'm not going out on this. I am not losing on a balance on the easiest puzzle. This is the easiest one out of all three. I need to do this. Yeah, it reminds me of that daily weeks and weeks ago where she said, I'm I'm not going to be last place in this. I'm going to get this money for my team. I don't think she did. But I do like that she is a self-motivator. Like, I think that that is and, and rather than being like, Nerese, you're going home. Nerese, you're going to lose on this. Like, it's like, no, you're not. Get yourself together. It's and cool TJ's to cheering for her the whole time because he's so impressed by her. And it's close when it's 2-2 because Horacio, all he has left is that tangram that he spent a lot of time on. So, And all he has to do is run and leapfrog over that giant wall once he's done, whereas she's got that whole net to climb under. So it's close. It's still anyone's game at that point. At the end there, after she gets the third puzzle, I thought it was really such a smart thing and also badass. She threw her flag basically through the entire cargo net because she's like, if I'm going to go through this little mud pit – this flag is going to impede me. And it was, it was a good throw by Norris too. Like it was basically all the way at the end. It definitely saved a lot of time for her. Um, she's finally running up to the victory and Horacio is smiling. Kylan is clapping for her. And it's one of, it's probably the biggest challenge elimination upset ever. Cause you have two guys who have won 10 eliminations in a row combined between them. Horacio six in a row. Oh. Kylan's got four wins this season, two on one, Two great competitors who have taken down champs. Nerese takes them both down in a mini final, basically. That stat, Alan, I can't wait for you to tweet it. Because, like, whoa. Put some respect on Nerese's name. Like, if if you're, well, fuck Berna. But, like, if you're someone that thinks that she doesn't have a chance at winning this game, you are sorely mistaken. Her cardio is solid. Finals can potentially just be carrying your body weight, doing some puzzles, and having a lot of heart. And Narice, if she's got anything, it's heart. I am just so happy. I, I'm sad to see Rossi and Kylan go, of course, but they are two people I think in a final would beat Narice. So if Narice can keep surviving somehow, I would love to see her win. I just... I, I want to touch back, like, Horacio's smiling while she's winning, too. What a magnetic force of a man. Like, that that was just beautiful. Like, I can, I know that not all of us here on the podcast believe in this true love story. But, dear Lord, that was a moment that I hope is in the wedding montage one day. Because that was beautiful. Well, he's back home, by the way, side note, and they seem to be doing great. So maybe I'm eating my words because when I saw him smiling at her, my my concerns about him not feeling as strongly about her as she feels about him were completely just like squirted out from the spray bottle because, wow. And I truly believe that Kylan, if he could just be their third platonic, <laughs> he he for sure would and he actually might be. But like it's it was so cool to see him be so happy for just her, but also them. And and I really liked what he said, too, and I don't know if I believe it because 
it, I'd want to be a sore loser. But I loved what he said about I came on the show studying it, thinking I can I can only win. I can only win. But there were so many victories along the way. Because I do think he's made real friendships with those two. I think he enjoyed his time with Melissa and it brought him out of his comfort zone a little bit. I think he's had a good showing. I'm excited to see Kylan again. I know we'll see Horacio again. Um, Narice's moment after winning was beautiful. She, she reminds me so much of Nani when she first started, but I think she's a better competitor than Nani. Um, I love her. Like her Same. breaking down in tears, winning, that's what we want. We want people who care. I'm like uh, getting teary eyed talking about her, but like, uh, she's the person I want to root for. Like her trajectory on this show is beautiful. And I, I, she is the only person I want to win. The only one at this point. Put me in that same boat. And like, I know that people can hate on Reese because to be fair on several shows previous, she has been a professional side chick, whatever. She was young. She was dumb. And for many years she begged to be on the show. She stopped after a while, but like to come on to have a good season last season and for this season, just to show so much heart, even, even when she was put in the bottom after being on the top for so long. And that stat still is resonating with me. Two guys who were 10 and 0. They've won 10 in a row, 10 in a row. Oh, 10 in a row. Yeah. Just insane. Like that's crazy. She's a star. This is, this is the Norris show and nine other people at this point it's mm. incredible and like Luke you're saying it like she was posting herself in Nelson's challenge jersey after she did are you the one season six uh she was desperate to be on the show and you know what she actually came and did the show and provided last season she broke Nelson's 52 daily challenge loss streak she got into multiple showmances she had rivalries going on she was mixing it up she she actually talked to the fans on Twitter she actually like She's part of the show in all ways and then comes on this show, plays the game for herself. Has like She's just – she gives 110% to everything, and I wish other cast members were like Norris. And I wish that MTV, after season 40, if this show continues, would look back at some shows that aired even just five years ago because their shows are accessible on Paramount Plus for people can watch. These people know how to provide, and if they don't, you already know that based on their real world or are you the one season. There is such a gold mine, and people like to say they're so old now. We have Casey Clark and Jay Starrett on our show who are older than some people who are on the real world a decade ago. Like I'm so tired of this. It's un, it's potential that has not been tapped. I'm stuttering because I'm so mad about it. Like give us some of these people. I'm are not going to say real- it, but. Our real world and Are You the One cast members consistently provide so much more than these other boards. Like, and that's maybe that's the OG challenge fan of me that it's just always going to be pro MTV people, but they're better in terms of personality. They've got more heart and they need the money more because they haven't been on CBS. <laughs> Nani, who might not be like catty and like vicious anymore, like she's very toned down, she still gives us heartwarming stories about her mother, unlike Berna. It actually resonated for a season. Now, I will say it got to the point where it was like, okay, we get it. But that's not her fault. That was why she was truly there. But it was believable. We knew that that was true. It was not a like, oh, she's using this for a storyline. This had just happened. 
They yeah, know how to present their authentic self. Whereas these others are like, ooh, how can I get five minutes on today's episode? Yeah, because it's not a pattern with Nani. Like it was something that was real in her life that had just happened that she was reeling from. It's not a habit of hers to be like, oh, how can I make myself the victim? How can I make myself the victim? How can I make people feel bad for me? CT, if you've not watched his home turf, it's 40 minutes. It's so long, but go watch it. He like, it's just authentic. Somebody like Jay, I don't think could do that. I just don't. No, he's living, he's, his job is beach. He has a picture of his face on his bedroom wall. He's on Twitch every night. Like he doesn't have that authenticity in him. It's just not there. I saw a tweet the other day. I'm getting a little off topic and I'll go right back. This is about MTV people. They released the people who are going to be on home turf. And somebody's like, uh, thank God Nani wasn't there, blah, blah, blah. And people are commenting like she would have the saddest one possible. She would have the most heartbreaking real one possible. Like you can be upset at her most recent seasons, perhaps the way she's navigated the game and the people she's done it with. But that's a real person who's been through some real stuff. Like I, you can never take that from her. And that's just MTV people, I think. MTV people who have done multiple seasons because they get what it is. God, Nani's like her upbringing, being from Buffalo, working as a waiter in Chicago when she wasn't on these seasons, like when, uh, like, God, that you would actually. People, you can just tell people didn't watch her real world season. They right. know it. Like the abuse she suffered is like just so much. Anyways, thank God for Norris. She is the beacon of the rest of the season for all of us, as we've stated, Zoe stated. Like, we got some scenes. Well, I was going to say, she's coming back with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. We got some scenes. I love that she said, I'm the only one that deserved to beat these two, because it's absolutely true. No one else on this show deserved to send Kylan and Horacio home. So glad it was her. I can't And I love that they're not two fragile men who were like, a girl beat us. Like, they're very happy. And I feel like they feel the exact same way. If anybody, it should have been her. We do get the scenes for next episode, and we can talk about the trajectory afterwards. Narice looks like she's coming in hot, which at this point, why would you not? She's probably going into every single elimination until this show is over or she's eliminated. So I'm really excited for next week's episode. I think it's just going to be another piece of chocolate in our little s'more of a season. So happy. You guys remember when Amanda won the puzzle portion of that last elimination on Invasion? Yes. It was that kind of energy coming back. Like, just middle fingers flying. Fuck mm-hmm. all of you. I'm done with you. Don't talk to me. I, that's I, can't for Amanda's, I can't wait for Amanda's home turf. Oh. She's got a crazy opening. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's how I feel the rest of this cast, because it's Nari's show. Um, it's one versus nine, but it's I would say it's nine beatable people, especially looking at the way these eliminations are going. I mean... I would say the three biggest threats to win are now out of the game, which is yeah, crazy. Crazy. In one episode, just all wiped off the board. Who can win this game? So who who like I don't think Olivia can win. I don't okay. think James can win. I don't think Mariah could win. Uh Berna can't read, so she's out. Uh I, Colleen, I don't think she could win. So we got I don't think Corey can win win either. I'm not willing to rule it out against these people. So that leaves us Corey, Michelle, Emmanuel, Jay, Norris. Michelle can't win either. I love Michelle. Michelle can't win either. Um, I think if she gets to a final, she could. Win. She can get, I, I think she can come I in think, second. 
I think if we can keep Corey there, we can keep her there because skill sets are obviously different. But it it just depends on what the final looks like, unfortunately. If we can get rid of Emmanuel and Jay, Michelle can win, I think. Because I think yes. she's on the playing field with Norris. I am. You guys can think Corey's got a shot. I don't. Um, I think that's that is the trajectory. Trajectory. I can talk. Um, I'm really scared. Someone said it in the comments recently, and I think they were right. I think Emmanuel is playing possum. I think no one has any idea how good he is. It's freaking me out because I, I, Jay is also going above and beyond to protect Emmanuel. I'm like, dude, this is one of your biggest threats. What are you doing? Yeah, and he was great on Spaz Lazanalas. He did really well. People are forgetting that like he's a solid competitor. Well, I also feel like the Spaz Lazanalas people are also there despite coming from the smallest represented season. That's probably not true, but like, you know what I mean? Like still being yeah. there, Michelle, Corey, Berna, Emmanuel. Was it Colleen that's, too? Or no. no? But that's Michelle's power, I would say. I think that's been Michelle, like just really keeping those people on the palm of her hand. Uh, Emmanuel is really good. Emmanuel is a very good competitor. Uh, I just don't think he's been better than the three guys who left this week. But now that they're gone, he yeah. can he can definitely win this game, which would fucking suck. When he talks, I just don't even care. I'm just like, I I go to make instant noodles and hope. Well, I'm so sorry to say, like. There's nothing he can say to make me care about him. No, at all. But it scares me when someone like him gets a random blurb today calling his mom, who, by the way, looked beautiful and very young. Props to her. But, like, why are we just not getting this now? Like, it scares me. So, yeah, let's pray for the best. Yeah, shout out Emmanuel's hot mom, I guess. I don't know. He, he yeah. should go join her back in Transylvania, because I just don't care. Fair. I, I best case scenario, Norris wins. Second base, best case scenario, Michelle wins. After that. Can I pose a quick difference. question? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Can I pose a quick question? Like, if it were just the five girls and the five guys at this point. Olivia's not winning. Mariah's not winning. Michelle's not winning. Oh, there's six girls. Yeah, they're going to have to. So what, these are 10 people total. So three people will be gone next week because it'll be one per, or or at least two people will be gone next week because there'll be one person purged. Another three person elimination. I'd assume two people will be out and then we have the final, which will be like a, probably a two episode final. Right. 17, 18, 19. Yeah, Which I think that's right. Potentially, they could do another weird th- that they've been loving to do eliminations in the finals lately, so we could see that happening too. Yeah. So uh, I'll as make long sure we can wear them, Team Norris. Yes. As long as Norris doesn't get purged, which I have to say. I think it's very clear who got purged in the trailer they showed for next week. If you, I just want to say, I'm not going to going to say it here, but if you watch that trailer, I think it was very clear. Who fell um, first? Um, Narice is going to have TJ on her side in that elimination. TJ, TJ was cheer- TJ loves Narice so much because he loved Horacio and Kylan, and he watched her beat them. And like TJ's broken the fourth wall, he's just fully team Narice, and I love it. Come on, Narice, that's all I care about. 
I will I like that. I will Venmo members of production to give her advantages in this final. You're gonna the Hunger Games. It's like yeah, you're, you're gonna send her. Uh, you know. Oh, I would. I absolutely would. That's my tribute. If when they were filming the season, like we knew, which I mean, some people do know, and you could like, I try to send vibes. It's crazy, but like, whew. yeah. Well, we love Maurice. Um, sorry to Kylan Horacio. Um, maybe next season, but this is this is the Maurice show now, so. Um, you built her legacy. You helped build her legacy. Um, yeah. That's it. We we talked for a decent amount in this episode. Uh, more than I expected. But we had a good time. Good season, man. Good vibes. Uh, hopefully, we keep the same momentum. Um, we are guaranteed to lose at least one or two people that we absolutely despise next week. So that's fun. Um, what happens if we lose Narice next episode? Do we just turn it off? We can't, right? We just all ten points are about her. Our just it just becomes top ten Narice moments of the season. Hey, it's an idea. It's not happening. Okay. Well, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you find us. Um, have a good week, everyone, and long live Narice. Amen.